You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey, on AM 1360 WNJC. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host for the hour. We've got a great show. I've got two guests. First, we're going to have a guest who is an expert on online gaming. He is from New Jersey. His name is Jeremy Enke, and we're going to talk to him about a bunch of things related to online gaming, including what's going on in New Jersey, Nevada, and Delaware, and also what his prognosis is for online gaming everywhere else in the United States. And then we have the CEO of the Legends Classic Gaming and the founder of the Legends Classic Series, a poker tour for seniors. Her name is Tina Bergstrom. She's going to be talking to us about this new senior tour and why they have changed the entry from 50 years of age to 45. I think you'll find her a very interesting guest as well. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show, poker questions, you just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot, your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Now, I do some other stuff, but poker, that's the thing I do best. Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to House of Cards. 
I'm Ashley Adams. We are joined by a returning guest, Jeremy Enke. Jeremy is a veteran of the online gaming industry. You can read his blog, which is www.nj.com, online gambling NJ. Jeremy, are you there? I am here. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm doing terrifically well. Uh, for those of our listeners who do not remember your first appearance, why don't you give them a quick bio so they'll know uh, that you know of what you speak? Absolutely. So I work in the regulated online gambling industry as a consultant uh, to all the big operators, such as I work with Party Poker, WSOP, Borgata, all those guys. Uh, I also blog for NJ.com in their online gambling section, uh, kind of covering the online gambling sector and all the all the going on there, all the all the developments in online gambling in New Jersey. Okay, fair enough. I, I am curious, Jeremy, how did you first get an interest in gaming in general and online gaming in specific? Well, you know, that dates back, boy, I've been in this since about 2002, and like a lot of people, I just started playing online poker, and I'll, I'll probably really date myself here, but I played at Party Poker as well as uh, like PokerRoom.com at the time. And, you know, I learned about affiliate marketing and that you could market online poker rooms on the web through websites. And at the time I was dabbling in web design. So one thing led to another and I became a, an online poker affiliate. And then from there, just, you know, fast forward a few years, started developing relationships and got to know all the operators. And uh, and here I am today. So Okay, fair enough. So... I get asked a question all the time by other poker players, and they, and I'm hoping you can walk us through to a prediction. But sure. uh, here's the question. So when can I expect to be able to play online poker again? Now, obviously, in some states, the answer is right away. But in general, what's your answer to that question for people who live in, let's say, Pennsylvania or Massachusetts or Illinois? Sure, sure. That's a really good question. And, I mean, obviously right now the states where there is legal and regulated online gambling are Nevada, New Jersey, and Delaware. Yep, right. Where in Delaware, somewhat of a small market, less than a million people. Nevada, it's it's an okay market, a few million. Uh, New Jersey is really kind of the bellwether right now with, you know, nine million people. So all those states are legal and regulated, and essentially they are um, – the testing ground, if you will, for other states, because you have states like Pennsylvania, for example, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, Florida, Illinois, and California especially, are all have bills introduced or are going to be introducing bills where they're looking to regulate online poker. And many of them right now are watching what's going on in New Jersey, uh, the, the issues, uh, you know, the challenges, as well as the revenue numbers. So, well, I think well, I mean I don't think it will be 2014. I think we might see California regulate, but 2015 is going to be a big year because those are going to be the make or break years for states like New York and Pennsylvania, uh, potentially Illinois. Okay, so once that happens, do you see a domino effect? Do you see a, a compacting together that you'll be able to have players from many different states linked together? And and when will we be back? playing with people from all over the world? Oh, boy. That's the, the $20 million question there, I suppose. Uh, we, we, we certainly will see compacting because we already saw a compact that was formed between Delaware and Nevada 
about a month and a half ago. And other states will certainly want to compact just to have greater player liquidity. Playing with other players from around the world in a regulated environment, I think we're probably still three to five years out from that. Uh, I mean, with that said, there still are rooms like, you know, the Bodogs of the world and Carbon Pokers where you can play, but it remains to be seen if the regulated markets are going to try to squeeze squeeze the unregulated operators out. So the good news is I think we're looking on the bright side of things now versus where we were back in 2008. So uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It just may be a few years out depending on uh, what state you live in. And, you know, there are going to be some states like Utah, uh, you know, highly conservative states where there probably will never be online gambling. But that's, well, that's that, all right. that is what it is. Yeah, I don't mind if Utah and maybe Hawaii, which also has no legal gambling, even though people don't think of it as a conservative state, and maybe Washington right. State, which has that ridiculous law. If they their players aren't in the mix, I don't care as long as everybody else is. Um, right. So let's focus on your area of expertise next. How are things going with online poker in New Jersey? What are the numbers like? Uh, what's the prognosis? Sure. Yeah. I mean, things are it's it's hard because some analysts you ask will say, "Hey, it's doing really, really well." Others maybe say that it's underperforming expectations. Some of the reason I feel that it's it, it might be underperforming a little bit is because there's still payment processing issues, there's still geolocation issues, but overall the rooms are still month over month their revenues are increasing. But at the same time, especially with online poker, one of the challenges they face is, look, I mean, all these rooms are promoting their Sunday majors, you know, their $200 buy-ins, $100,000 guaranteed. People that play in those Sunday tournaments are going to be regular players, and they're going to find you regardless of what tournament you run. So in my opinion, from working with all these different operators on a, a pretty personal basis, is they're doing a lot of sharing liquidity right now meaning players are just bouncing back and forth for the, the general tournaments where the real growth is going to take place when more so just the casual player, the recreational player learns that, oh, hey, online poker is legal and regulated because in our world where we deal with online poker every day, we, we may know this. But there may be you know people in New Jersey right now that still don't realize that you can play online poker in a legal, regulated environment. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a break. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards hotline. Available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com. And don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. 
fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. House of Cards, now with even more cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, listeners, for those of you who just tuned in or who may have forgotten, we're talking to Jeremy Enke. Give us a good sense of what the numbers are for New Jersey right now. How many games, how many players, what the peaks, the valleys, uh, roughly? How many accounts have been signed up for? Those kinds of numbers. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're just now coming up uh, past 200,000 accounts have been created in New Jersey. So, you know, that's, that's, there's still a lot of room for growth there. I mean, in terms of numbers, you're looking at, you know, Party Borgata relationship. They're the largest by far poker site out there. And they're doing about $4 million a month in revenue in rake, uh, followed by WSOP.com. And then, of course, some of the smaller sites, 888, Ultimate Poker. Um, and then there's maybe a couple new ones coming online, too, Golden Nugget and Tropicana uh, Virgin eventually but you know when you look at the numbers like party poker for example i mean there are 24 hour peak amount of players here around 430 um you know just to give you an example number of cash players right now there's 277 real money cash players on either party park poker or borgata right now that sounds small how does it compare to what uh, let's say Poker Stars was doing in the United States right before they went dark. Oh God, so you don't want to know that number. <laughs> I do. I want to get. So, is, are we talking about one one hundredth of a percent? I just want to get some comparative. Yeah, yeah you're. T- I mean, gee, was Poker Stars? You know, I just uh, right now online. There's you know globally there's eighteen thousand poker players playing online right now as we speak at Poker Stars, but in the U.S. There was easily, you know, especially on Sundays and days like, like that. I mean, you'd have over ten thousand players online playing, and that was, and that could even be a conservative estimate. So, yeah, I mean, relatively speaking, when you look at it from that perspective, you know, even four hundred and fifty players at peak hours is still pretty low. But that's where if a market like California comes into play with thirty million people, and they compact with a New Jersey, a Pennsylvania, and a New York we're going to start seeing some significant numbers again, which will ultimately yield higher tournaments, higher guarantees, things like that. And maybe we'll also start seeing the kind of public awareness. I mean, I think there's probably a tipping point that we have yet to be reached, even in New Jersey, where so many people know about it and so many people are playing that it becomes ubiquitous and everybody knows about it, right? You reach a certain saturation point where everybody has a friend who's playing online, which we had uh, about a decade ago, we're far away from that, even in the places where it's legal. It may take a while to come back to that level of saturation so that you start seeing people wearing T-shirts for party poker. Uh, you know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, so you've given us a set. Now, I have a very personal question about sure. online gaming in New Jersey. My mother lives in West New York, New Jersey. She lives in one of the towers on what's known as different parts of it are known as Kennedy Boulevard or Kennedy Boulevard East or just Boulevard East. And it's literally a stone's throw away from the Hudson River. 
Can I play at her place, or is that part of the uh, no play zone? Boy, you know, I mean, I know that all the operators have been spending a lot of time trying to narrow down, because there are a few really tough spots that are, you know, border towns that they're, they're having a hard time with geolocation. So, and I believe that's one of them. I mean, you might have a hard time right now just because what happens is the way the geolocation works is it's going to ping uh, the router that you're on, as well as a bunch of other routers around you to, to ensure that you're not trying to use a proxy from somewhere, but co- combined with the cell phone towers. So the problem that's coming into play right now is when a cell phone tower gets pinged, that shows you're in New Jersey, but then one gets pinged that shows, you know, you're in uh, New York. And then all of a sudden it automatically shuts your, not shuts your account off, but it automatically uh, disconnects you. And that's where a lot of players uh, are seeing a lot of frustrations right now. And it's, it's one of those things that, you know, the technology, they're working on it as hard as they can right now to really try to zero it in. But as it stands right now, there's still issues uh, with that, with that geolocation technology. Can I go online and see a map of where precisely I can play and not play, or does it not show up in any way that I can see? No, you know what? It, it doesn't show up in any way. And I know that uh, just from working with Party, for example, I mean, they're trying to narrow down the areas because, of course, they get support tickets and uh, – you know, various correspondence from the players every day. So they're trying to narrow down those trouble areas and really um, zero in and work with companies like Locade, uh, the geolocation service, to, to, you know, make those areas obviously uh, more accessible to the site. I so that, that's just one of those things. I mean, it's still, with online poker still relatively in its infancy in New Jersey, that's one of those growing pains that unfortunately they're still trying to work out. All right. Uh- can you give us a report? Do you happen to know how things are going in Nevada, or is your expertise now pretty limited to what's going on in, in New Jersey? No, Nevada actually is not doing too bad. But once again, the, the struggle with Nevada is, you know, they don't have necessarily as many geolocation issues because they don't have that many large border towns. Uh, I mean, in respect to revenues, certainly they're going to be lower because they have a lower population. But they're also plagued a little bit with, the fact that uh, most of your big gamblers are going to be, you know, near Las Vegas, Reno. But, uh, you know, overall, Nevada is not doing too bad at all. I mean, I would say the biggest struggle right now in terms of regulated markets would be Delaware. I mean, their numbers are just dismal. And are they linked to Nevada? You said that they a month or so ago they did compact with Nevada. I don't know anything about that. They, they did compact with Nevada. But the problem is there's not two software providers that are on the that are on the same platform right now. So this will happen. Um, you know, uh, Delaware uses the 888 platform, which in Nevada you have WSOP and you have Ultimate Poker, which WSOP is actually on 888, but it's a whole nother whole nother animal. It's not the 888 platform. So as soon as 888 actually launches in Nevada, then there will be the ability to the ability to tie them together. But the reality is where why most people are not uh, too focused on it is because Delaware is such a small market where you can bet if California became regulated and said, oh, hey, we want to compact with New Jersey, whatever the operators had to do or spend, they would be doing it to make it happen right now to take advantage of that liquidity. Right. Well, okay. Well, I, I think we have a good understanding of where things are going and how long it may take for us to have uh... – uh, 
all but complete national Internet poker. I hope that you can come on in a year or so and tell us that uh, California is in. Who else might be joining in that time frame? Yeah, I, I tell you what, the states I would keep an eye on right now are certainly California because their tribal presence there is uh, really pushing for legislation um, in that state. I think that's going to be the next one you're going to see come online. Then I also think uh, New York, Pennsylvania, and Illinois are three other states that are pretty serious about you know passing some legislation and getting on board. And then after that, you've got a handful of wild cards that it really just depends on uh, a bill getting introduced and enough support uh, rallying behind it. Great. Well, I look forward to having you back. Thank you for joining us, Jeremy Anke. And if people want to read more of what you have to write, it's uh, nj.com, online gambling, nj. That, and you can follow me on Twitter, just at jeremyanke.com. And uh, I appreciate you having me on, Ashley, as always. Great show. Keep up the good work. And uh, I personally enjoy listening to you myself. All right, Jeremy. I appreciate that. Take care. Take care. Listeners, we'll be back uh, with another guest after a quick break. Stay tuned. Hey, Jersey, we want to hear from you. Send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com or leave a message at our hotline at 609-474-4627. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's JerseyManMagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to BZ.com. BZIT is your number one online auction source for brand name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75, 85, and 99% off retail. Go to BZIT.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to BZIT.com. B E E Z I D.com. BZIT.com. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of April 28th, 2014. Well, it's tax time and even casinos can't avoid paying up. Take, for instance, Harris, Philadelphia. They received their first property tax bill since they opened seven years ago, and wow, what a bill. If it stands, Harris would have to pay $5 million in property taxes, making them one of the biggest taxpayers in the region. The bill stems from a $218 million assessment of the property's 65 acres on the Delaware River. 
Tualang City casinos are also paying out some big money in the form of fines. The New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement fined Harris Resort $70,000 for improper security staffing levels. They also levied fines of over $37,000 against Revel Casino for failing to collect cards properly after a blackjack game, violating security rules in the collection of cash boxes, and for allowing self-excluded gamblers to make bets. And finally, the tallest building in Las Vegas and west of the Mississippi welcomed its 40 millionth visitor last week. The Stratosphere Tower welcomed James Kennedy of Birmingham, England with balloons, cameras, and a free stay at their hotel. And what was Kennedy's reaction to all this? Blimey! That wasn't James's reaction. The guys in the newsroom just wanted to use that sound effect. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Great moments in history. In 1 million BC, early man discovers fire, only to have it stolen by a rival clan member. What are we going to do? It's no use. Rod did a masterful job of f***ing us. In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to houseofcardsradio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. Radio with Ashley Adams. Now, I do some other stuff, but poker, that's the thing I do best. Hi, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. I'm talking with Tina Bergstrom. She is the CEO of Legends Classic Gaming. And before I actually introduce her, I want to address this to all the 45, 46, 47, 48, and 49-year-olds who have been just dying because you haven't been able to play in a seniors event. And I know you've been regretting your youth. Well, good news. The Seniors Classic Series is expanding the definition of senior to include all of you. 45 is the new 50. Tina is the person that is bringing this about, and I'd like to introduce her. Tina Bergstrom, you're on the air. Welcome. Thank you. So, Thanks for having me. Tell us about this series and tell us about Legends Classic Gaming. Uh, Legends Classic Series uh, was born out of um, the series event at the World Series. Um, I played the senior event, and um, I went really deep in it last year. And started thinking that, hey, look at all these seniors that are around here. Um, they don't have their own tour to play. So I started working on it a little over a year ago. Um, I decided that it needed to be done with a televised final table. And we just started looking at ways to tweak the tour and make it unique and exclusive. Um, not only were we going after the senior market, which is virtually untouched, but we needed to bring something else to it. So we started talking about the people out there that are just about to turn 50. Everybody that's standing around saying, well, I get to play the seniors event at the World Series next year, or I get two more years. So we started looking at that, and we started asking questions like, why do they have to wait? We can make it make our, our age 45 and over. And when we did that, 
we found that we were picking up about 30% more players, uh, which is in turn is going to create some larger prize pools. So our new mantra became 45 is the new 50, and it's been received so well. How, who's received it? Where have you gotten feedback? We've been, we, we actually did some surveys online. We went to uh, the forums. We went to social media. Then we went out into the poker rooms. I live in Las Vegas, so it was not hard for my staff and I to get out and talk to people and say, hey, what would you think about um, a poker tour? Hey, that sounds like a really good idea because we don't want to sit and play with the hoodies and the sunglasses and all the youngsters that are out there trying all these new tricks. We want to play our A game. We want comfortable uh, atmosphere to play in. And, you know, it, it was real simple uh, to find out, you know, that there were people out there that were willing to um, jump on board and play in a 45 and older demographic. So how are you going to roll this thing out? Uh, we are going to have a launch event at Binion's. Where else would we go? That was the only place uh, in the market that was fit for us that, you know, we thought was um, the best fit, taking the legends back to where poker was born. And when we contacted Binion's, they were more than happy to accommodate us. They were very excited about bringing back all the old recognizable faces, um, all our pros uh, that have all played there. And, you know, it's just was a perfect fit for us. So we're going to be having um, a rollout event, as you call it, or a launch event there during the World Series. The senior event at the World Series um, is on the 6th, and our event will roll out on the 7th, 8th, and 9th. Um, we'll have two flights, one on the 8th and one on the 9th. There's reentry up to the 7th level, 35-minute uh, levels. And then on day two, those two groups will go together and we'll be playing uh, under 40-minute levels. And the final table that evening will finish out at 50-minute levels. Is anything else going to mark a senior event different from other events? Are you going to have more bathroom breaks, uh, anything like that? <laughs> um, actually, that is something that we took into consideration. Uh, we have tailored this as closely as we can to our players' needs. Uh, we're going to be starting a little bit early. We'll be starting at 11 a.m. We'll be bagging at the end of the day. Um, wait, wait, bagging? Is that colostomy bagging? What kind no, of bagging? No, 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 no. No, no. We'll be bagging chips at the end of the day at about 11.30. Um, we'll have plenty of uh, break times and, and a nice break for dinner. So is this going to be a two-day, a three-day event? This is actually going to be a three-day event at Binion's, yes. Wow, and the senior event, is is the senior event at the World Series also three days? It is. So there'll be overlap. Um, well, it starts yes, at the, doesn't it, the yes. senior event start on the 6th? Isn't that what you said? Yes, and we start on the 7th. So everyone who busts out on the first day uh, of the senior event can come over and play our flight one. <laughs> And then if they bust out on the second day of the senior event at the World Series, they can still make it and come over and buy in on the next, the following day on our flight B. So we have it all planned out. It's all laid out. So anyone who's playing at the World Series of Poker, and uh, if they don't make it all the way to the final table, which we hope some of our known pros do, um, 
they can come over and either catch flight A or flight B. I see. So you are really a two-day event, but you have two consecutive starting days for day one. No, we're actually a three-day event. So we have flight flight A on 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 the seventh, flight B on the eighth, and then uh, those two days come together on the ninth. No, no, I oh, the final table. No, I understand that you are over three days, but you could. I mean, it is two days of poker. If you're a flight B yes. person, you're only playing absolutely. for two days. Yeah, absolutely. I and see. there's reentry. If you bust in our tournament, you can reenter up to the seventh level. So for a $240 buy-in, uh, that's a phenomenal value. Yeah, you get a lot of dead money from people that busted and rebought. You have a much bigger prize pool than just the number Absolutely. of entries. Absolutely. So, it's, a, it's a phenomenal value. So I read that you're going to go to many other places, all on the every place else in the country. What other sites do you already have booked? We are going to go uh, – I can't give – exact uh, casinos yet because we don't have uh, firm dates yet. We're still working on the dates. On, um, so, But we're going to be going to the East Coast. Uh, we'll be going to Florida, Biloxi. Uh, we'll be going to Reno. Um, we'll be going to Toledo. Um, probably California. We don't have anything there just yet lined up, but uh, it's, it's coming soon. Great. When do you expect you'll be able to announce the actual locations and the dates of your... The, the, the locations will be coming probably in the following two to three months. Great. We have a couple more minutes. Tina, why, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what you did before you did this? I've been in Las Vegas for about 12 to 13 years. Um, always been a player, mostly a cash player. Um, a good friend of mine, Kathy Liebert, talked me into playing tournaments one time, and so I started playing tournaments for a little while. Uh, I've played in the World Series, um, in the Heartland Poker Tour, and a few other of the tours that are out there. Uh, but my heart has always lied back in, in cash games. I really enjoy um, being able to get up from the table with lots of bucks, and, and hopefully um, it's, not, it's not just not is easy to do that in tournaments because you can't reach into your pocket and pull out more money. But um, I play a fair amount of cash still now in uh, less less tournaments. And after that, after I moved to Las Vegas, I wrote for Poker News for a little while, um, and I've started a couple of ladies' uh, tournament places online. Um, we also did a Lady Poker Sharks forum um, just supporting women in poker and, and having vin different venues for women to learn how to come into poker and feel comfortable enough that they can move into open events. So, you know, there's only about 5% of the fields in open events that are women. So we try to keep doing as much as we can uh, all the time to support women in poker. Do you think there's ever going to be a place for a ladies' senior event? You never know. You know, you never know. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure that it could uh, happen right away. But as the market grows and more and more women move into it, you never know. Uh, I'd love to see that something like that. It would be that be a great idea. Well, I know some people that would be uh, great to promote it, and I see you already have a bunch of folks signed up for this 
new seniors tour, the Legends Classic Series. I wish I hadn't already booked something for the 8th of June. I'm actually going to be out at Canterbury Park in Minnesota, uh, or I would definitely come out for this. This looks like a great opportunity, 240 bucks for a great event with some great superstars playing. I'm sure if you're connected to it, it will be very well organized. And I wish you well, and I hope you'll come back on when we have some other dates and some other places that we can promote. I would love to. I'd love to, and I know the casinos will love it as well. Great. Well, Tina, thank you for joining us, and I wish you well with this event. Thank you. That was Tina Bergstrom, who is the CEO of the Legends Classic Gaming and now the Legends Classic Series. You can check out their website, www.legendsclassicseries.com. We're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back with more guests. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual We can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. 
Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Well, I guess he couldn't be any worse than Tim McCarver is at sports casting. In my view, as good as the Yankees were in the first half of this game, that's how as bad they've been now. Welcome back, listeners. This is House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams. This is our mailbag segment, and I'm joined uh, by my producer, as I am in every mailbag segment, Dave Weishattle. Dave, what do we got this week? Well, this week, uh, you just came back from one of your uh, poker odysseys. You know, every, every time you come back from a trip, I ask you, you know, usually, hey, how was it? How was it? And you go into these stories. I was like, hold on. Save it for the air. <laughs> so uh, I, I know you went to uh, what is quickly becoming one of my favorite states for gambling is Pennsylvania. I guess you started off there. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I drove. Um, my wife and I were in uh, western Massachusetts on a Friday night. We always spend our Friday nights together. And then Saturday at 2 a.m., uh, I set out to drive eventually to Minnesota, where my brother lives. And uh, I made it uh, to Pittsburgh at about noontime, saw an old friend, uh, had a brief lunch, and then went to the Meadows. I remembered absolutely nothing about driving around Pittsburgh. I used to live in Pittsburgh. I was a union organizer there in the uh, well, 1983 to 1988, and I... Did not remember anything. The highway system, the local roads. Did it change so much? Or I don't know. You just I uh, kept looking to see. Well, what's changed? And I, I didn't remember anything. <laughs> I mean, I remembered the name of some of the streets, but you know how when you're driving, you, you kind of have a map in your brain and you follow it. None of that was there. I couldn't remember where different neighborhoods were relative wow. to other neighborhoods. <laughs> it was very distressing. I felt very old. You know, it's been 23 years since I lived there, but I figured that even so, I'd still it remember. Shouldn't that much, right? So I drove down from Pittsburgh to Cannonsburg. Cannonsburg is a small city. Actually, the, the the area is called Washington, Pennsylvania. There's a small liberal arts college down there. But Cannonsburg used to have a racetrack called the Meadows. And a few years ago, the Meadows expanded uh, to include table games. And then two years ago, they got poker. Or one year ago, maybe it was. And I have been meaning to go there and finally made it down there. The room is terrific um i mean it's it's a little dark um it had been i think poorly managed they just fired their poker room manager 
Um, and they, they had a big tournament there. I played in a cash game. I made a little money. And then I went up to the other poker room in the western Pennsylvania area, great room called the Rivers. Uh, it's a glitzier, somewhat glitzier place. I think they attract a, a larger crowd. They sure, certainly had a larger crowd when I was there. Um, it's right in Pittsburgh, too, right? Yeah, it's right it, by what used to be Three Rivers Stadium okay, and yeah. now is it's, PNC Park is or it something. PNC, like. it's, it's not Heinz Field, is it? It's Heinz Field. Heinz you know, Field. Heinz, 57 sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, it was, it's right on the other side of the river from the heart of downtown. <laughs> and a uh, lot of traffic in and out of the casino. It was bustling. It seemed a lot bigger than the Cannonsburg Room. But it only has four more tables. It's 30 tables. But it seemed much bigger. I'm not really sure why. There were many more young players up at uh, the Rivers. There were players of different ethnicities down in the meadows that tended to be all white, almost all middle-aged and older white guys. Here you had young Asian players. You had young black players. You had uh, young white players. You had middle-aged players. You had a lot more women, a lot more kind of people that were out having a good time Saturday night instead of people grinding or just going to the track. Um, and I love well, well, that was going to be my question about Western Pennsylvania. What are the players like? Are they tourists or are they the daily grinders that, you know, you really should stay away from if you're uh, kind of a new kind of a poker player? Well, you know, what I would say is that in Cannonsburg, the players seem to be not – just big-time gamblers, regulars more, but the level of play was not good. They were regular, um, timid uh, home game players who played now in a casino. There were a couple of exceptions, but for the most part, they were not terribly skilled. Very nice people I'd like to have over for dinner, people I'd like to play against in the poker room, but easily intimidated. Kind of like when you hear young guns talking about why people my age are such good opponents to have because we're scared of money that's the way i felt against these players you know if you raise by fifty dollars you can get almost anybody to fold even if it's uh you know they have a shot of drawing a nut flush or whatever if you can play a little deep stack poker against them so even if they have only three hundred or four hundred dollars you can manipulate them with some large bets up at the rivers it was certainly not uh professionals feeding on one two but the level of play was slightly more aggressive, to be sure, more young players taking risks, but I don't think any better. They were, maybe they were more tourists, but I think mainly they were more locals that were into having a gambling good time and more local young players who were playing with uh, recklessness. Which, okay, yeah. one question um, I'm very interested in about Pennsylvania poker. Eastern Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, who has the Big, bigger skill set of players. Well, I, I always thought it was Eastern Pennsylvania. You, you always had Atlantic City there, so they're used to going to the yeah, shore for yeah, forty-five yeah. minute drive. And I think that, in general, there are, from my experience, and you know my my sample size is pretty darn small. I played for a couple <laughs> of hours or three hours in each of the rooms in Western Pennsylvania, and not much more than that in the Eastern Pennsylvania rooms. Although I hit them all, I think you have more regular, experienced, good players in eastern Pennsylvania, in the parks, in Chester's Harrah, at the Sands, uh, than you have in the two rooms that I played in. But again, my sample size, plus it's Saturday night. So there's something about playing on a Saturday night that maybe you wouldn't find if, you, if I went there during the week. Um, 
So I left Pennsylvania, and then I went up to Minnesota. I stopped on the way. didn't play any more poker till I got to Minnesota. But I found the room in the country that I think has the best comp system for players. I played at Running Aces, which is in Columbia or Columbus, Minnesota. It's about 45 minutes north of Minneapolis, about a half an hour from Dayton, where my brother lives, my brother Lee. And I played uh, with a $5 an hour player comp compared to like Foxwoods, where they give you a buck or a buck and a half an hour. The standard's about a dollar an hour. Here they give players five bucks an hour and, and, it's not just in credit for food or for a room. You can cash it out. So, so they give you five bucks. Well, you, you can cash it out. So you okay. can go and you could say, I mean, this is what I was told. I didn't experience this because I didn't play in a cash game this time. But you can play for 10 hours. And at the end of the day, you, they say, oh, you got 50 points. And you could say, well, you know what? I'd like it in cash. So I played there. They, we played in a tournament. Uh, they had just recently been shut down because the state, shut down and they were one of the two rooms in Minnesota that because it's a state regulated room it's a racetrack as well uh, no state regulations means we can't have any of the rooms open so they closed them down and I stayed there for a few days in in Minnesota with my brother played there one night on the way back I had planned to stop one night in Detroit and play there but I got waylaid because as I was driving from Minneapolis through Chicago I noticed signs for a poker room right on the other side of the border into Indiana, in Hammond, Indiana, for the horseshoe. The horseshoe, okay, yeah. And it was uh, in the morning, uh, but, but I decided, it was Wednesday morning, I decided to stop and play there. I did, uh, not a particularly eventful session. I won some money. I found the daytime players there you know, pretty easy to manipulate. Nobody was particularly aggressive. Uh, I don't know if they had been up all night or if they were just nine-to-fivers coming in. But I was there for about an hour and a half and made a uh, little money. What kind of setup was that? Was that like a strip uh, mall kind of? No, they were all set up as really? an oh. independent casino on their own uh, in uh, what looked like an industrial park area okay. uh, of Hammond. Hammond, I used to know, as a place where they manufactured musical instruments. I remember that uh, I had an oh, instrument. The, the Hammond organ. And the Hammond yeah, yeah. organ and Hammond, uh, they manufactured. I never cars. knew that was a place. I thought it was a guy. So, <laughs> Johnny so, Hammond. Hi, I'm Hammond. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I played there and then drove all the way through um, all of Indiana and then went up to Route 94. I 94 goes up into Michigan on the way to Detroit. And as soon as I crossed into Michigan, I saw signs for Four Winds Casino. I called them. When I first saw the sign and I asked them if they had a poker room, yes, sir, we do. So I stopped in at their poker room. It was very nice. Um, they were very welcoming. It used to be only poker pro machines, which are the automated mm -hmm. machines, no yeah. dealer, no chips, no cards. They still have them, and they use them for tournaments, but they now have a new dealer section, which uh, there was one game going, uh, and I played at it. And Again, the players that happened to be there when I got there were – very conventional, uh, passive players. And, you know, maybe I just hit a, a run of good cards, but it yeah. was pretty easy to win pots. Then, uh, when are you getting to these places? Are they in the mornings? Or well, I know, this uh, wait, uh, Hammond was in the morning. Morning. Uh, I know you said Pittsburgh was Saturday night. So. Saturday afternoon and Saturday, Saturday night. night so. And then uh, this room was uh, about three in the afternoon, two in the afternoon. Uh, then 100 miles further east was another casino called the Fire Keepers. 
I've uh, never heard of that one. Is that brand new? Or very new. Very and new? looks very new. Very beautiful casino. Have that new poker smell to it? It's that new. Huh? Um, <laughs> no, but it did have a very new and fresh look to it. Oh, okay. uh, the poker room uh, was very nicely set up. The brightest room I've ever seen. I, really, usually you'll have kind of either medium lighting or somewhat dark lighting in the room itself, and then the tables will be well illuminated. This was set up like a like a lunchroom. I mean, just very <laughs> bright lights and very nice and um, had a profitable session there. It was by the time I got there, it was probably 6 o'clock at night. I played for an hour and a half, two hours. Then um, I got to the suburbs of Detroit mm-hmm. at about 9, eight, 8 or 9, and was just too tired to venture forth into Detroit. And there are three rooms in Detroit, the MGM. A Motor City, and Greektown, and I decided, you know what, I'll have to save that for another trip. The next day, I had a really funny experience. I went to a Turning Stone in New York, which is also where the Boxing Hall of Fame is. How, how is that? I hear the uh, dealers are very nice. <laughs> I know it's coming, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have played it off. It's like... I hated Turning Stone, and, and I, I really, I don't speak badly of most poker rooms. I find they all usually have something to offer. I did not like Turning Stone for a few reasons. First of all, the room has some archaic rule that you have to pay two bucks to sit in a poker game. They're just two bucks up front, they charge you, they give you a little piece of white paper, you sit it in front of you to show you've paid the admission charge to the room. A ridiculous fee. I was in a hand, it was an $8 pot, and they took two bucks out of the pot. And I said to the dealer, what are you doing? I said, the pot was $7. They took two dollars out and they shoved me five. I said, what are you doing? Why are you raking it? It's not even $10. And he said, no, sir, we take two bucks out of the pot no matter what. I said, that's ridiculous. Nobody does that. I'm not blaming you, dealer. I understand you're just doing it. But that is an absurd rule. Nobody does that. And he looks at me, and he asked me the wrong question. He said, "Uh, well, sir, where else have you played? Implying that (laughs) I have never played anywhere. And I said, not so nicely and certainly not very humbly, I said, uh, well, you're asking the wrong guy because I think I may have played in more rooms than anybody else. And then I spent, just to belabor the point and to make him a little miserable, I spent the next 20 minutes (laughs) saying, well, let's see. I've played in um, San Diego. There are a bunch of rooms in San Diego. And then I've played in L.A. And, of course, I've played up in Northern California. And I played in Washington State. There were a bunch of rooms there, and he's you know trying to deal and trying to look like he cares what I have to say. And I know, of course, he doesn't, but he can't rudely say, that's enough. Thank you. Shut up. So, and then I've played up at Diamond Tooth Gerties in Yukon Territory. Do you know where that is? And for the next 20 minutes, I just went through the list of all of the places that I've played, which is quite extensive. And then periodically, even after that, I said, oh, yeah. And then I played in <laughs> the Aviation Club in uh, uh, Casino Gaillon in uh, Paris. And I played at the uh, Copenhagen uh, and went on and on like that. You know, that could have been Mandalay Bay all over again. That could have been <laughs> Floor, Floor, excuse me, will you tell this guy to shut up? Um, I suppose. But you know what? That would have been one poker room I would have enjoyed getting kicked out of. I didn't stay very much longer anyway. The rake is, is big. The game was... Um, awful because all the players it's been there for a long time about eight years is there anything else around there's no competition or there's no competition so people have to go there there's no a there's no competition b at least on a thursday when i was there the room was relatively dead three the rake is way too high four the pots are small because the players are all pretty tight and pretty experienced so not only is the rake high but the pots are small 
and the players you're against aren't giving any money away. Um, so it was an awful place to play, and I didn't. I left thereafter, and I met my wife in Tanglewood. We went to a nice concert, and the next day I went and won a bunch of money down at Mohegan Sun, which is a much more pleasant place to play than Turning Stone, in my opinion. So that'll be it. Uh, thanks for listening, and come back next week, listeners. Uh, in the meantime, have a good day, have a good night, and have good luck. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.